0: The New York Times is running a story that I have traveled with a 17 year old woman and that is verifiably false. People can look at my travel records and see that that is not the case. What is happening is an extortion of me and my family involving a former Department of Justice official. And the FBI and the Department of Justice were so concerned about this attempted extortion of a member of Congress that they asked my dad to wear a wire, which he did with the former Department of Justice official. Tonight, I am demanding that the Department of Justice and the FBI release the audio recordings that were made under their supervision and at their direction, which will prove my innocence. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do, and so you know what this feels like. You know the pain it can bring to your family, and you know how it just puts people on defense when you're accused of something so salacious and awful. You just referred to a, a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago,
1: um, and it, of course it was, it was not true, I'd never met the person. Um, but but I, I do agree with you that being accused falsely is one of the worst things that can happen, and you do see it a lot. What is the basis of that investigation? What is the allegation? Is that really not very clear from these news stories?
0: Yeah, again, I only know what I've read in the New York Times Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there and I brought a friend of mine, you'll remember her. And she was actually threatened by the FBI, told that if she wouldn't cop to the fact that somehow I was involved in some pay for play scheme, uh, that she could face trouble. And so uh, I do believe that there are people at the Department of Justice who are trying to smear me. Who are they? Who is this girl? What are they talking about? Uh, the New York Times. The person doesn't exist. I have not had a relationship with a 17 year old. That is totally false. If you just saw our Matt Gates interview, that was one of the weirdest interviews I've ever conducted. I don't think that clarified much, uh,
1: but it certainly showed this is a deeply interesting story and we'll be, we'll be following it. Don't quite understand it, but we'll bring you more when we find out. <laughs> what's going on everybody it's the uh, left on red boys coming at you with a uh, new episode cam what's going on man
2: not too much dude just got done watching the entire matrix trilogy right before this so i'm <laughs> fucking nice, a lots. little matrix marathon no i actually just drove for like seven hours yeah i was se- sequestered in parts unknown uh yep. and and i rushed back home and what did i find when i came back that my poor sick co-host had been waylaid by vaccine fever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, for this episode, we're going to do something a little bit
1: different. Uh, I had the intention of writing an episode uh, that you know has to do with history, which is ostensibly what this podcast is about.
2: I mean, theoretically, <laughs> I feel like yeah. we, we're really <laughs> we're not sticking to our own mission statement here, but that's because we're we're just too punk rock to worry about yeah. rules, even our own rules.
1: Yeah, and also people seem to like uh, the episodes that are not history as well as much as the other ones. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're fun so to anyway. Do. They're easier <laughs> and they're maybe more fun, yeah. so.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah, so on Saturday I received my second Pfizer uh, COVID vaccine dose. And I did not anticipate it waylaying me for like two days. And then I finally went back to work on Tuesday and I still... Uh, it's kind of having a bit of a tough time just paying attention. So, yeah. uh, reading a few chapters in a book and writing an episode uh, was just not something that would have
2: come out in anything like a good product. <laughs> um, I don't so, blame you. The good yeah. thing I think is this is that any productivity that you may have lost will be more than made up for when you're fully Windows integrated, and you can yeah. just think your your episodes and they'll populate. Yeah, my-
1: yeah, you know, and, honestly, and my
2: uh, my cell phone's been getting a lot better reception.
1: Yeah, the last few days. Right. Um, well, it helps that you are now a yeah. mini five G tower. Yeah, I do have this little bump in my left arm, mm-hmm. um, which it looks like where the
2: injection site is. But I'm not gonna think about that. Uh, I do hear a little beeping sometimes coming from it. Yeah, I was gonna say the tracking devices usually take some time to burrow deep enough into your into your bone, yeah. where they won't be noticed.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah,
2: pretty soon I'll just be able to to thought to text, you know? Which is awesome because if there's one thing that I feel like my uh, my <laughs> texting life has been missing, it's, it's, it's total stream of consciousness from Evan, not just, yeah. like, the near stream of consciousness that we've achieved after <laughs> a decade of just, like, exclusively inside jokes and being mean yeah. to each other. Yeah, and, then like, occasionally one of us will text the
1: other one, like, ten times in a row with just totally, like... Just all over the place,
2: memes and whatnot, before the other one responds. I feel like I take that as a bit of an attack, since we're talking about uh, multiple shotgun texts. I feel like you're probably talking about me. I I didn't mean it like that. Uh. I have never typed out uh, a multi-sentence text message in my life. I'm a big fan of sending seven separate texts. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's five texts, seven words total. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the amount of screen space that it takes up is significantly <clears throat> greater than the, the amount of time that it took. I don't. I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's shitty. It's bad.
1: Anyway, so one of one of the big to- topics we'll get into today is the uh, the Matt Gate saga, mm. which I absolutely love. But first, uh, do we have an ad spot?
2: Yeah, uh, we do. So I actually was just reading this for the first time because, like I said, I was I was I was off in distant lands. Um, being safe, don't worry. But uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I actually didn't really have much time to rehearse this, so um, I'm gonna kind of just read it, and hopefully they were clear in their in their message because you know I'm not hopefully. I'm not a great improviser. Uh, okay, so today's episode is brought to you by Sticky Peets. Um, I'm sorry, it's actually smudged a little bit, so it's either it's either Sticky Peets or it's Stinky Peets. Okay. I think it's I think it's Sticky Pete's. Um, well, Pete's okay. got something going on. Yeah. So today we're brought to you by Sticky Pete's. Sure, it might smell really bad, but okay. So okay. So I think it's Stinky Pete's. Okay. <laughs> so today's episode is brought to you by Stinky Pete's. Uh, I don't even. What even is? What even is Stinky Pete's? Stinky Pete's. Sure, it might smell really bad, but no kit is complete without the tough adhesive pow. Adhesive power. Okay, so it's sti- Okay, so it's stick. It's sticky peats. Okay, so st- sticky peats smells bad. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so no kit is complete without the tough adhering power of sticky peats. That's right. No other all-natural elk musk sticks to your clothes as long or smells as strong. Heck, it's even in the name. This stuff stinks. Uh, okay, this is very confusing. So. Okay, so stinky peats uh not safe for use by children under the age of eight, and you can remember this with the simple phrase: remember, kids, you can't spell stinky peats without icky hmm. don't <laughs> eat that sticky peats because it's so icky. <laughs> cool, sticky peats <Pete's. laughs> buy sticky peats. It's a product known for its smell, okay, adhesiveness, yeah. All right, so big <laughs> sticky peats, uh, stinky peats, uh, send us a message uh, with left unread one in the subject line. And we'll, I mean, I don't know what you're going to be getting, but we'll send probably you probably 1% off. We'll send you some peats. We'll Ugh. just call it peats. All right. Well, sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess I should go through these emails right when I get them instead of just doing them live like that. I feel yeah. kind of silly. Hopefully, All right, hopefully they don't get upset with us.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So do you want to uh do you want to get right into it or did you want to go over some other things before the main talk? I don't
2: really care. So I actually have we can do a little sandwich. I have uh I have two small things that I wanted to contribute to today to kind of fill out the time. And if okay. you want, I can do like one before and one after and we can just like kind of chat about them, or we can dive right into Matt Gates. I don't really care.
1: Yeah, let's start with Matt Gates, then we can
2: yeah we'll we do chat on the back end yeah, dude we'll, we'll We'll put the frosting under the cake
1: So anyway, uh, I'm sure most of you have heard the story by now. If not, congratulations. <laughs> so uh, Congressman Matt Gates, who is a Republican representing Florida's 1st Congressional District, uh, which is the panhandle, uh, very aptly, um, in the U.S. House of Representatives, is currently under investigation by the Justice Department for sex trafficking. Uh, having sex with a 17-year-old, and paying to have her travel
2: with him according to the new york times this is super illegal <laughs> oh yeah i know some of you might be thinking like where when does the scandal part start but nope that's it folks pump your brakes cuz we've are that's it
1: yeah so that's
2: the main story which came out was that i think it was last week yeah, and, it's been about a week, I think, since we first started here. I, like, I knew peripherally about Matt Gates, but watching his implosion live on Twitter yeah. has has really brought him to the forefront of my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is famously one of the lesser Trumps in Congress, having really uh, hitched his wagon to that horse. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was at times called an up-and-comer in the Republican Party, which I have to imagine... Uh, has to deal with all of the dirt people had on him, so they he would be really good to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you he know, he would make a really useful tool. FB. Yeah. Now, I think also after this came out, there was just an absolutely bizarre <laughs> Tucker Carlson interview, which owns like <laughs> like Tucker's face during it when like live in the video. Mm-hmm. Matt Gates on live TV tries to like make. Tucker Carlson an accessory after the (laughs) fact (laughs) by, like, trying to implicate him. And, you know, afterwards, Tucker Carlson just saying, oh, that was one of the most bizarre interviews of my career. (laughs) I don't think it cleared anything up.
2: Yeah, no, and the thing about that is, is, like, of all the people to tell you that you seem, I mean, in so many words, to sort of say that you seem like a scumbag who is guilty of sex crimes... It's fucking like Tucker Carlson. Having Tucker Carlson be the guy that does it is, oof, man, he's I mean. bafflingly stupid himself. Yeah, you oh, know? He's, he's, he's a complete idiot. Um, and if you're getting dunked on by Tucker Carlson. Right. If he's not willing to, like, play along with your bullshit, I think really what that says more than anything is that, like, any, like, behind-the-scenes support that you're getting ha- has been retracted. Right, because well, nobody's feeding Tucker his little lines like, "Hey, make sure you make Matt look good." They're just like, "No, nah, well, leave this scumbag I mean, out to dry."
1: Clearly, this was just supposed to be a
2: softball interview for Matt Gates. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? Lobs, man, he was getting lobbed at.
1: Yeah, he was just like, and uh, and he could. The only thing that he could do was attack the person who's trying to like give him the chance. Yeah. To seem less like a fucking dumb scumbag, dude. Gatesgate. <laughs> yeah, Gates, I know. Kate yeah, is real. about what he. Yeah, he got what he uh, what he wished for. Yeah, um, but you know, and then since then, the days after that, it's just been a constant stream of more allegations. Things like the fucking Harry Potter sex game that he had going on. So
2: you have to. I'm gonna say that you should explain all of this to me as if I don't know what you're talking about, because yeah. spoiler, I I fucking don't. I've yeah. been I've been away for a couple days, and I haven't been looking at the news because I've really not wanted to like. Yeah. spend my four days of vacation hating the world so fill me in man i don't know about harry yeah. potter
1: okay so for the the days preceding uh this investigation getting leaked to new york times right uh it came out that apparently matt gates is a high school boy who has like a bunch of sex games like first of all he apparently is super down to just pull out his phone and show naked pictures to women he slept with to other lawmakers or congressional aides or anybody dumb enough to stop on their way uh by his office hell yeah he's just whipping out his fucking phone and just like yo look who i just banged the other night <laughs> <laughs> like he's like a 38 year old mad dude like
2: yeah congrats he, dude, he's, on the sex
1: my dude <laughs> he's a remarkably
2: <laughs> hilarious looking fellow and yeah. the idea of like that particular guy stopping you in the hallway to be like hey man you you hey check out the buzz, the bazungas on this sweet little number like you know he yeah, says dude. shit like that too like <laughs> yeah it's never low key like he's just, just like hey some- man what do you think he's probably like oh yeah look at look at those prime ripe melons hanging off I- of this l- this little cutie are you looking did you did you see them ooh baby did you, did you see them that's that's a couple of that is two. Man, it's like two hot just two hot mushrooms. It's wow, look at those two hot um she's too she's too hot. <laughs> okay, now now guess guess how I got the picture. Guess. <laughs> she, nah, she, man, sent she, it. she sent it. She sent it to, it to dude, me. Yeah, you know why? She sent it. Sex. We had sex. We Florida had sex man, fiance, <laughs> firebrand, <Yeah>. Matt Gates. <laughs> we had sex together last night she and i did sex together last night um she and yeah. man when i say that i was like the um the oil on those two those two <laughs> hot mushrooms let me just say there were actually three mushrooms in that room that night believe you me because my um because the dick looks kind of like a mushroom Anyway, look you at that. You wanna her tits. see another one? You wanna <laughs> see another one? <laughs> hey man, I've got more. And when I and when I say that they're not all the same lady, uh, you better believe it, bud, because I man, do I get laid. <laughs> boy, <Yeah. laughs> boy, do I ever get laid.
1: This dude's like almost 40 years old and he's doing this. So then he does comes have out a full that, head
2: of hair. You know, unless yeah, that's a wig. So I guess uh, honestly, if I was 40 years old and had a five head and a full head of hair, I would expect to be and a chin
1: be... that was like maybe
2: double the size of your forehead too. Yeah, his whole look <laughs> is hilarious. It looks like they like photoshopped Richard Nixon's face to make him look like a squintier, younger version. I mean, of dude, his it own.
1: looks he looks like he got like spun around in a centrifuge. Yeah, man, and his
2: head just like elongated
1: mm. from the force. But so the next day, it comes out that this dude had a fucking Harry Potter sex game going. Okay, when he was in like the Florida um, like state house and it was harry potter themed because you would get points for sleeping with certain women or like things like waking up in a sorority house okay um and then uh, there was one woman who was not named uh which please don't let
2: anybody leak that if they get it um, well who... th- so i was meaning to ask you about that um i think isn't that child abuse well, no, no, so this is before that. No, but, like, I mean, a kid should have a name. No, 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 this is different. This is different. Um, I what? was making a joke. <laughs> okay, Chubb. <job>. Um, <laughs> she so wasn't there was named. <laughs> hey, the thing about these jokes is they all track, because only you and I listen to this. Okay. Um, so there was one woman
1: involved in this game that they called The Snitch, <laughs> because she was a, a married, like, legislator, mm-hmm. uh, and if you managed to sleep with her, you won the game regardless of where the points were. Oh, my God, really? Dude, so, like, and this shit just, bam, 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 bam. They're just, like, coming out, like, over the, over the like, the few days, so clearly, like, some kind of call was given out that everybody was like, all right, dude, fucking just dump all the information that you got on Matt Gates.
2: Mm.
1: Um, So... But back to the investigation that led to this just constant stream of really, really embarrassing stories of Matt Gates coming out. Um, an investigation was apparently opened in the final months of the Trump administration, and according to CNN, Matt Gates himself preemptively sought a pardon for himself near the end of Donald Trump's term in office, and he made the, this request known outside the White House Counsel's Office, but his request was never seriously considered by the White House as preemptive pardons had been decidedly off the table. The president's lawyers told Trump that he should not pardon himself, his family, or any other Republican lawmakers unless he was prepared to list specific crimes, Mm. which obviously is not going to do that shit. Uh, So Trump denies being asked for a pardon by Gates, and a Gates spokesperson has tried to claim the pardon requests were actually just Gates's about Trump pardoning, quote, everyone from himself, to his admin, to Joe Exotic, essentially trying to say these pardon requests were just part of public statements Gates made, like on Twitter and things like that, mm-hmm. um, with whatever stupid tweets he makes. Right. Yeah, no, his Twitter's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gates uh, denies these allegations and claims they are part of an extortion plot against him and his family, which she unveiled very stupidly on the Tucker Carlson show. mm mm-hmm. uh, it is reported that the allegations against Gates were part of a broader investigation into former Florida politician Joel Greenberg, who was indicted last summer for a litany of charges which included sex trafficking, sex trafficking of a child and paying for sex from underage girls. Alright, so let's break these down. Here's the thing though, why lo- isn't
2: QAnon freaking out over Matt Gates? know. You Anytime I don't, I mean, there's you should... a real sex trafficker, yeah. they ignore them. Because they're on their same team.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, Matt Gates, like, you just look at
2: that guy and you're like... No yeah, you? I was going to say, like, I... First of all, I don't believe that anyone should ever be treated differently or had any sort of allegations lumped upon them based solely on their appearance. Secondly, I would like to say unequivocally that I knew this man was a rapist from the second I saw him. <laughs> yeah. this, man, this man looks... Like, a, like, just looks like a fucking child, right? Look at the fucking way he stands in pictures. He doesn't
1: know what to do with any part of his body Yeah, ever. no, he sucks. Like, so... <laughs> there's a lot of threads to pull here. And I'm gonna start with the uh, extortion angle. So Gates says that he has text message screenshots and email... And a typed document supporting his claims that this investigation into his relationship with a 17-year-old is all tied up in an extortion scheme against him. Now, if you actually look at this shit, you know, it's just it's just a text screenshot. could be from anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the typed document is, like, one of the funniest things. I'll get to that later. But he claims um, this 17-year-old, this alleged 17-year-old, is totally false and that rather his lawyers told him he was not a target of an investigation, but a subject. According to Gates, his family is being extorted for $25 million, and the people pushing the stories about an investigation into his relationships with women are the ones extorting him and are also being investigated by the FBI. Gates claims that his documents allege a scheme that revolves around attempts by former Air Force intelligence officer Bob Kent And the attorney David McGee of Beggs and Lane, a former federal prosecutor, to free the ex-FBI agent turned private investigator Robert Levinson from imprisonment in Iran. Hmm. Robert Levinson disappeared in Iran in March of 2007. And Kent had a secret mission in December 2018 to rescue him but was thwarted by the federal government. Now this is where shit starts getting really weird. I think there's a lot of interesting things here. Uh in, in the end, I I mean who knows if if these people were actually extorting Matt Gates. Sure. I can
2: absolutely see it possible that they were trying to extort him and that he's also guilty. Yeah, you right. Know? Like it's the, the thing that I'm so far taking away from this is that like why not both? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I I don't think he's 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 yet to present compelling evidence that this extortion plot is relevant to his sexual misdemeanors, right? Like, yeah, yeah. maybe this is all true, but also, did you have sex with that 17-year-old? Because he was very tied in with
1: Joel Greenberg, who is definitely super corrupt and definitely having sex.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, dude. He's trafficking them. He's, but- he's 100% having sex. Yeah,
1: so the more the more I, like, got into this Robert Levinson thing, the more it was like, okay, fucking something is going on yeah. here. And now just all of these threads have, like, come to light, but I don't know what to make of a lot of it. So, according to a Newsweek article from two years ago, plans were well in motion to rescue Levinson from Iran with the payoff cash of $250,000 secured by Bob Kent. So, again, Bob Ken is the lawyer. Oh, no, Bob Kent is the guy who is supposedly uh, extorting Gates. Gotcha. And he has a lawyer named McGee. So Bob Kent was going to go there two years ago to Iran with $250,000, and he would board a plane from New York to the Middle East. Okay. Now, Levinson is an ex-FBI agent who is an expert on Russian organized crime, and he had gone to Iran in 2007 with the federal government claiming they had no idea why he went there. So he was captured and has only been seen twice since. One in a hostage video in 2010 that his family received from unknown intermediaries. Then in photos three years later, showing him is now 63 years old and looking haggard uh, while begging for help. Sweet. And then in 2013, it was revealed through the AP and other outlets that he had gone to Kish Island as an off-the-book CIA mission to probe high-level Iranian money laundering. What's, now, this where's part, Kish Island? I, I, Probably somewhere in the Gulf. I, I didn't even look. Let me see.
2: Well, I mean, we're just throwing... I'll, I can look it up. We're talking about Kish Island? I just want to know where Kish Island is. Yeah, off the course, uh, coast of Iran. Yeah, it's in the Persian Gulf. Okay. It looks really nice.
1: Yeah. Uh Yeah, seems like a resort area. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, cool. So now this is total speculation on my part, but the sources who were reporting that he was actually on a CIA mission are literally like corporate news sources like the AP. And so, total speculation, but I'm assuming, since these are the sources, their sources were probably people with an intelligent, intelligence that were just dropping some kind of limited hangout. Now, do you know what a limited hangout is? No. Okay, A limited hangout is when an intelligence service is concerned that some details are going to eventually get found out by the public, uh, and they might release partial details mm-hmm. okay. themselves, yeah. or they'll release partial details of something else.
2: In to order to, try to Exactly. Right, like when they dropped the uh, UFO shit uh, yeah. last year exactly. or two years ago. Yep. And it's like, exactly. okay, so what do you not want us to know about? If suddenly we can know yeah. about UFOs, what are we not yeah. supposed to find out about? So
1: I'm guessing since it was like the AP reporting it, Right. That somebody in the State Department or in intelligence was like, hey, I'm going to give you a little bit of scoop so you can just report that. Yeah. And there's probably a lot more information. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, eventually, uh, so the Levinson family, once they found out, oh, my God, he was on a CIA mission, they believed his capture was an embarrassment to the U.S. government, which is why the U.S. government wasn't really trying to rescue him, at least not in any outward way. And that's why they had routinely denied that he was captured. So the Levinson family put their own plan in motion. They tried for years to rescue Levinson. Uh, Kent was just the latest in a long line of people who tried to rescue Levinson. And this was a fucking motley crew that had been going for years before. They were people including an Iranian assassin, a retired detective with CIA connections, a former FBI agent, a former federal prosecutor, a truck driver from Philly, Russian oligarchs and Russian mobsters wow. had been contracted before or on their own tried to get him. So now some CIA-connected money men had secured a proof-of-life package for 100000 So we're going back to 2018 now. They secured a proof-of-life package for 100000 which included fingerprints, a blood sample, and what was claimed to be a recent 41-second clip of the now-elderly Levinson. Another 150000 was needed for the rescue, but as Kent got ready to leave for the airport, federal agents refused to let him leave for Iran due to the Trump administration's sanctions. Mm. The State Department and or the FBI threatened the sponsors, which Levinson's attorney, David McGee, claimed was part of a long pattern of the federal government's interfering in any effort to rescue the agent. Apparently, Kent had been working for corporate clients in the Middle East for several years and was trying to get a government intelligence contract. The FBI was skeptical of his sources and sarcastically told him to find Levinson. He returned two months later, claiming he could obtain proof of life and perhaps more. The FBI took the information but claimed actually arranging the proof of life package would be incredibly complex. Now, the group that was financing this $250,000 was... uh, some CIA-connected people from Northern Virginia, but uh, the others before them had included the Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska. Later, a Russian mobster, uh, Semyon Mogilevich, was offered to fund a rescue. Levin himself had, Le, which Levinson himself had been tracking. Mogilevich, for years, a man often claimed to be one of the most dangerous criminals in the world. Do so you see what I mean? Where there's like all these threads. Yeah, man, this is confusing. <laughs>
2: Like, and I'm really like excited th- to see like where this ties in with uh, Matt Gates fucking a seventeen year old. <laughs> I can't wait, dude, for you to for you to bring the all these different moving parts together. I'm so excited for the you really. Might. I'm so excited for the satisfying payoff that I know is coming.
1: Yeah, you might not be so <laughs> satisfied.
2: <laughs> but, all right,
1: buddy, spin this yarn. So, like, one of the people that Levinson had been hunting is now offering the Levinson family. To help find him, right after he goes missing in Iran, right. a fucking Russian oligarch is like, "Hey man, we can we can help. Well, get I will him for find you.
2: this man for you.
1: Yeah. A little price, maybe we'll do it for free. Small yeah? small price to ask, but I will find." He's a a friend, you. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but so over the following years, more people would offer to put up the money, and occasionally the bureau's mood would be more cooperative. Uh, cooperative before again crumbling away. One of the people that had offered was a Philly truck driver and former Marine named Walton Martin, who had apparently become obsessed with Iran earlier in life during the 79-81 hostage crisis. And he launched a one-man project to aid Iranian defectors and refugees in Turkey. He apparently over the years had kept a constant stream of intelligence coming in from Iran, which included the Iranian Revolutionary Guards operations and also reportedly Levinson's whereabouts the FBI would develop a close relationship with Martin as he received intel. Now, Martin's FBI handlers refused to allow their personal information and names to get out for fear of their safety, but they said there was definite buzz in the government about finding Levinson from Martin's findings. Okay. So Martin would eventually begin working with Joseph O'Brien... A former FBI agent who led the investigation into the ni- in the 90s into Paul Castellano,
2: head of the Gambino crime family. There are so many characters in this story, <laughs> and none of them is Matt Gates or a 17-year-old girl. I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited to see how Paul Castellano, head of the Gambino crime family, is going to factor in and help us crack the case of the extortion plot against Matt Gates. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, uh, Man, so, I'm, think- I'm
2: salivating.
1: So, eventually, Martin would be subpoenaed to relinquish all information he had to the Justice Department. And some of them were obvious forgeries. So, this led nowhere. So, O'Brien, this man, Joseph O'Brien, a former FBI agent, continued working on the case with an unnamed detective who had worked with the CIA and FBI in the past. This man met in 2018 with... I have no idea how to pronounce this guy's name, so I'll just Uh, say Akram Nahidian.
2: Albo... (laughs) Abol Bahram Nahidian.
1: Bahram Nahidian. Bahram yeah. Nahidian. Yeah, who is a radical imam from Virginia who has close contacts to Iran. Now, this imam has a contact named Dawood Salahuddin who carried out an assassination of an anti-regime activist in Maryland in 1980. Decades later, he was available as a source for journalists on the regime and he's the man Levinson flew to Kish Island in 2007 to meet with. Uh, to discuss the money laundering in iran he also claims to have no knowledge about the case and he said he was hustled by iranian agents from the hotel meeting now finally after all of these partial you know people looking for him and basically sometimes the government pretending like they want to work with them but then eventually telling them to get lost and then taking all of their information and discrediting some of them it's just like this cat and mouse game with a bunch of people looking for this guy
2: yeah, and, the government... and you got to wonder why so many different people want him.
1: Yeah, like, and like the government's so, like, lower-level agents will be playing coy, or maybe they're not, maybe they're actually interested, and right. then suddenly at some point a call goes out that tells them, tell these fucking people to get lost. Right, he's dead. And this just keeps happening for like a fucking decade. Yeah. So finally in 2020, Levinson, after all this time, is proclaimed dead by his family and the U.S. government with no definite details other than it happened before the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. So back to Gates. He's fucking claiming that, no, man, Kent never gave up, and now he's closer than ever, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kent claims in his correspondence with Matt Gates' father, former Florida State Senate President Don Gates, that Levinson is still alive and that he is in possession of proof-of-life videos. In these claims, if the Gates family pays $25 million, so this is, like, what, two orders of magnitude more? Yeah, it's insane. Than what he was doing before? Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Gates family pays $25 million for a rescue operation, that's, you know, three years they've really upped that, upped that charge. Yeah, he's worth a lot more. Matt Gates would get the media credit for making it happen and would be pardoned by President Biden for unnamed legal issues, which this seems kind of weird. I don't know. If Matt Gates helps fund an extrajudicial rescue without public money for this guy that the government says is dead. Right. For some reason, President Biden is going to make all of his sexual uh, impropriety go away. Well, that sure Doesn't sounds really like sense. Joe Biden
2: to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> 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 but... Uh, well, now, Jack, thanks so much for, for helping us out there. I, Uncle Joe will make this all go away. We'll take care of this for
1: you. Oh, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so the fucking rescue document that Matt Gates pulls up is just a fucking typed out document with the heading Project Homecoming. <laughs> it, again, printed out and handed to the Gaetzes by who the... It, this is of fucking criminal fucking conspiracy that they're saying they were given the printed out document Mm -hmm. with all the incriminating evidence
2: on yeah or or information that's how documents it was a guy in a trench coat with a hat pulled down and his lapels up around his face And he handed and, them and a, a manila just, envelope with top secret stamped on it in big red letters. And
1: then, and then the the letter just says, I
2: am extorting you. Please give me $25 million. <laughs> You have one day. Here's all <laughs> relevant and pertinent information to the plot yeah. for which I am demanding the extortion Including money. the trust account to put the money in. Please review okay. before agreeing to send the funds. So
1: this document, again, printed out and handed to the Gateses, according to them, says in it that the money should be deposited into the trust account of Beggs and Land, which uh, which is David McGee's company, and it specifically names David McGee. This document also says Gates is under investigation by the FBI for various public corruption and integrity issues, including photos depicting Gates in an orgy with underage prostitutes, which Gates alludes to in his Tucker Carlson interview. This document also claims that upon receipt of payment and release of Levinson, the team that delivers Levinson to the president shall advocate for a pardon or instruct the Justice Department to terminate the investigation. This document also says the White House has some knowledge of the plan. <laughs> it just lays out all the information like that. So he fucking
2: goes on, <laughs> does this bizarre interview <laughs> on Tucker Carlson. This is, honestly, dude, this conspiracy is just like... It's if you awesome. and I just, like, had an afternoon to come up with a conspiracy, it's, like, it's no it's, better than that. Yeah, no, it's like, if, like, shit, I gotta go on TV in two hours, and these allegations just dropped,
1: we gotta find a way to make it look like we're being extorted, <laughs> uh, just have your, your cousin
2: Sal over there just type up a document. Right, saying- so <laughs> Matt Gates is, like, you know, firing his bow, freaking out, and then, like, he remembers... Uncle Jimmy, who used to be a staff yep. writer for Burn Notice, who's gonna come in and like give him that high quality. He used TNT. to have a blog spot or something. Right? Yeah, he used to. <laughs> <laughs> he used to write like Indiana Jones Rule Thirty Four <laughs> fan That's fictions, crazy. and now he's he's finally stepped up to the plate yeah. to help little Matt get himself yeah, out of a pickle. This is gonna be off.
1: on Fox News, dude. It's gotta look good. <laughs> 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 okay. Like. So, so oh, in man. this bizarre interview on Tucker Carlson, he says all of this information on air, and it prompts the reports to be denied by the law firm, obviously, and then they uh, claim that Gates is making up the story to distract from his apparent imminent indictment for sex-trafficking minors.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's got the three-page printed document, guys. Yeah, but it's
1: called Project Homecoming, guys. They even
2: did it in, like, a typeface font, so it looked—I mean, yep. it's—come on, guys—
1: so now what's really funny, though, is, however, an apparent Justice Department email chain seems to confirm the extortion. Hmm. <laughs> and it's in a chain involving U.S. Uh, attorney David Goldberg. And, uh, uh, you know, it at least hint or, you know, backs up in some way that there is an investigation of potential extortion. Whether or not it's, you know, fa- false allegations, we don't know. But it is being investigated and was By last week. (laughs) Um, Wow. So both the DOJ and the FBI declined to comment on the email or any investigation of extortion. And Gates even said that his father has worn a wire to assist with the case and that he suspects a leak to the New York Times about Gates' trafficking was timed to thwart the extortion investigation. Uh, And he's asking them to release the the fucking recording. The Gates cut. Yeah, Release the Gates cut. I love it. It's it's
2: four (laughs) hours long. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it's just him mumbling about Project Homecoming oh, and man. Uh, CIA agents missing in Iran. <laughs> and it's just like, like the entire thing. I'm like, what the
2: fuck is going on? Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> this just keeps getting crazier and crazier, and like my head hurts. I just I, this whole time you're telling me all this stuff, and I feel like my brains just melting out through my ears. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this story, man?
1: Yeah, but. So, it's, it's, it's a story. So he's trying to claim that this story where there's clearly some kind of CIA fuckery going on yeah. with this Levinson dude who was doing something in Iran on a secret mission and got captured. Ostensibly, maybe not. <laughs> and they're just like calling back to this. I don't man, I don't even know what to make about any of that. Yeah, it's insane.
2: Cuz at the end get, of it, like it,
1: it maybe it's true. <laughs> maybe this is yeah. all real. But so let's get into our boy Joel Greenberg. Now, the entire reason that Matt Gates is under investigation for this is not because of this like fake extortion claims. They didn't come up with the charges. Right. Matt Gates got pulled into this because of his boy Joel Greenberg. Okay. Who got arrested in Florida. So Joel Greenberg was I'm going to put quotes here a political player mm-hmm. in Seminole County, Florida. Uh, where he won the race for county tax collector in 2016 so he's moving up yeah yeah so among many of his innovations and let me tell you he he saw himself as a real augustus as a tax collector (laughs) this dude's fucking constant stream of grifts and hustles as tax collector fucking rule man like i hope he was one of the most uh corrupt like local politicians in this country but there's
2: probably a million of these little tyrants (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm immediately be- picturing... You You saw uh, season one of True Detective, right? Yeah. You remember that guy who's, like, a former... One of their former buddies, and his name is, like, uh, Sheriff Geraci? And they have to, like, go... They, like, get on his boat, and they end up, like, torturing him on his boat because they find out that, like, he knows all about the goings-on yeah. at Carcosa and all that. Yeah, yep. I just picture him like that guy. Sorry, yeah. I feel like that Except reference fell like- a little flat. I feel like you don't remember that guy, but... I didn't until you said the boat part, you know. yeah, and they show him like the video mm-hmm. of the and I, I'm actually just picturing this whole scenario playing out exactly like that,
1: yeah, except this dude is like it's instead of just a video a dumb, of like
2: coked up version of him. instead of a video of like like child abuse, it's like well, I mean, I guess it still sort of is, but it's just like Matt Gates like flopping around like a like a big nasty salamander with a bunch of teenage yeah. prostitutes. But so, so among
1: many of Mr. Greenberg's innovations, uh, pretty quickly, he got himself and his deputy collectors, tax collectors, the right to carry guns into work, <laughs> Get, getting them exempt from state law, prohibiting officials from carrying firearms while performing their duties as they are considered revenue officers. So these boys collecting your taxes are fucking coming up strapped.
2: Yeah, they're packing.
1: Yeah. Uh, he often flaunted his connections to Roger Stone and Matt Gates and uh, this includes taking pictures with Gates in 2019 at the White House um, but in last June he was arrested on stalking and child sex trafficking charges right on so uh, Greenberg who formerly owned an Orlando uh, Orlando-based advertising company rose to prominence after defeating a three decade incumbent in the primary for tax collector of Seminole County, this fucking poor county is just they they really vote in the worst. Mm. Um, so he would claim people are uh, he would claim quote people are sick of crony capitalism, and with politicians using their offices for political gain, because his opponent was embroiled in a scandal due to real estate practices he and his family engaged in. Well, let me tell you, I'm just gonna imagine, a homeboy here Joel Greenberg was way worse. <laughs> way more corrupt than his uh, opponent. So Sounds he that star- way. So he started wearing his tax collector badge around his neck like a police official and he would pull people over and accuse them of speeding while flashing his badge. He had he, he couldn't write you a ticket. You'd just go, "Hey, you know, you're speeding." <laughs>
2: <laughs> like just fucking with people. Dude. He was a tax collector. No, I know. This is just like a textbook example of, like, the absolute smallest amount of power just yeah. immediately, like, corrupting oh. and destroying someone's mind. Dude, yeah. Tax collector, so, huh? Yeah. First first step, the we county revenue RK. office. Next step, yeah. the
1: stars. Yep. So uh, a month after pulling somebody else over for speeding but not being able to do anything, he himself would be pulled over for doing, like, 39 and a 25 and he attempted to sway the police officer into not giving him a ticket by flashing his badge. It didn't work. He was even fucking caught on body camera saying, quote, I'm just trying to stay off the front page of the damn newspaper. Tax collector gets ticket. This is the kind of political crap I have to deal with. Wow. (laughs) Like, anybody would... The the officer ticketed him. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. (laughs) like...
1: Like, as if anybody would care. Yeah. So he was caught inappropriately funneling three and a half million dollars of taxpayer money to his friends. Uh, and these include um, his, uh, the boys that were in his wedding party. Fuck yeah. Now, he used public funds to buy things such as body armor, weapons, ammunition, and a drone. He also used $90,000 to buy a server room from, for his cryptocurrency company.
2: Oh that's that's how you know this guy's legit. <laughs> yeah. He's got his own <laughs> cryptocurrency. What the fuck is it called? <laughs> no, no, Greenberg's yes. greenbacks? <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he those servers overloaded on a circuit breaker inside a county building that started a fire and caused nearly seven thousand in damages. <laughs> so he had that it That were inside, not covered by
2: insurance. He had the he had the server room inside county property.
1: Dude, he he built it in like his little tax collector office, and when other employees would walk by and ask what was going on, he told them not to ask questions. This is the fucking
2: <laughs> this is the fucking brain He would flash dust. his badge and point a Glock yeah. directly at their face. The I'd say if you know what's good for you, you won't ask questions that are bigger dude, than you, Bucko. Dude,
1: this asshole and Gates were like the fucking genius symposium everywhere they went. Oh, this like... rocks! This
2: is—I still don't know what the fuck this story's about, but I love every bit of it.
1: No, there's—it's
2: a... just about idiots in yeah, Florida. Yeah, it's, it's just... just about dumb Florida men <laughs> doing like dumb Florida. It's like a fucking Florida...
1: Cone Brothers movie, yeah. dude. Like,
2: yeah, no, so... this is this is like a, a dude's rock, like yeah. espionage thriller
1: yeah so allegedly this dude was using public funds to buy cryptocurrency and crypto mining ribs rigs and then he was selling the rigs for personal profit (laughs) (laughs) he created a bank account in the agency's name in which he was the sole signatory and he used it to divert money from the public agency including falsifying checks this dude was in office for like three years dude yeah this is insane. <laughs> he allegedly claimed two hundred thousand dollars for investment in his office, and then that, and then he used that to buy cryptocurrency for himself. Fuck yeah! He created a business called Government Blockchain Systems LLC. According to the indictment, he used this to encrypt and migrate information from driver's licenses, property taxes, <laughs> and concealed carry permits, among other functions, into blockchain blockchain technology trying to say it would make people's data more secure. I'm sorry, this fucking idiot was accessing the data. It wasn't secure. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, People could even pay their taxes with cryptocurrency, which is really something that the federal government wants to do with something that, you know, just can, in a day, like, half its value. Sure,
2: yeah. (laughs) Dude, it's... Oh, man.
1: Yep. So, um... He's alleged to have used the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program created to help small businesses during the pandemic, and he used the funds in order to revive some of his old defunct companies. He falsified, as the tax collector, that some of these now defunct companies had been bringing in over a million dollars in revenue for the year leading up to February 2020. Some of these hadn't been in business since like 2015. Thank God. So uh, he was also indicted for stalking a political rival by pr- by pretending to be a, quote, very concerned student in anonymous letters to the school where the rival worked as a teacher, alleging that the teacher had inappropriate sexual contact with a student. Real funny because he was, you know, he was the one doing that <laughs> kind of shit. Um, he created fake social media accounts. Made to look like the teacher and wrote posts making them appear to be a, quote, segregationist and in favor of white supremacy. Fuck, yeah. Even though he himself had a history of Islamic folk, uh, Islamophobic posting, uh, which the Orlando Weekly reported in 2018. Added to his charges this past August were identity theft and sex trafficking of a child. They found several fake IDs inside his home, which the feds allege he used his position of tax collector to access a state database in order to acquire personal information of people he was in a sugar daddy relationship with, (laughs) including a minor between 14 and 17. Okay. He allegedly made the fake IDs in order to help facilitate his efforts to engage in commercial sex acts. And uh, he also tracked his wife using her Snapchat account and showed up uninvited at his mother-in-law's home around 5 a.m., which prompted them to call the police, which got him arrested.
2: Wow, that there's that sounds like there's a really solid relationship there. So, so these are just all like the moving parts in this developing story right now that like might turn out to be like unfolding. (laughs) Yeah, and we don't know how this is going to end. So like. If you're so as confused Matt, as I am, you're not wrong. Like this we don't know what the fuck is going on. This is just all the many many pieces of a big shit yeah. puzzle. Matt
1: Gates uh caught up with a sex trafficker in Florida, a child mm-hmm. sex trafficker and who also was like uh, burning down government buildings with crypto mines and then also potentially involved in some sort of extortion by CIA
2: agents. So like yeah, get like this like mysterious like super agent out of Tehran. Yeah. And somehow all of this is supposed to distract us from the fact that he, like, fucks kids.
1: Yeah. And they're bringing it, and the story includes, like, Russian oligarchs yeah. and Russian mobsters. It's kind of nuts. You're right. This
2: is, like, a Coen Brothers movie. Like, this... Dude,
1: yeah, it's got, like, a bunch of stupid threads that kind of don't go anywhere.
2: Yeah. this could This could honestly be, like, a really cool, like, an HBO series. Yeah. We should write it. <laughs> yeah. We should leverage our 10 episodes worth of podcasting experience into becoming big-time Hollywood screenwriter hotshots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's do it. And then, honestly, we can just start doing all the same shit that Matt gets. is <laughs> doing. We no. can just, like, get, like, involved with, like, Mossad and, like... No,
1: no. <laughs> we're not going to do that.
2: No, no. We're good boys. Dude, no. this rocks. I'm so excited to find out, like, what comes of all this. Yeah.
1: Dude, like it's just like, like the more I'm reading, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding like, me. Like, what man. new
2: develops are there this week? Like, he, something like, oh my god, the entire Gates family has been spotted at Bohemian Grove, like sacrificing yeah. a child to to Moloch. Moloch. <laughs>
1: yeah, just like oh, a, so a large
2: number of owl costumes found in Matt Gates' home. I just gotta say though, like I, I, I really think it's hilarious that like he's not like a centerpiece of QAnon conspiracies because this is the type of shit that those people wish was happening. Yeah. And whenever anything like it, it's got the deep state. No, it's it's just incompetent idiots. Yeah. Yeah. It's incompetent idiots. It's not like, it's not any more complicated than that. It's like, it's got the intelligence
1: apparatus lying about things to
2: people. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, this rocks. Cool. Yeah. Well I, mean, I, I, I we should definitely do an update like in a month yeah. or something when we know more about this. Unless the story yeah. just like disappears and fizzles out, which it probably will. Yeah. cool well that was fun that actually took us to like almost full episode length but i know I, unfortunately for everyone even though this is our like quote-unquote lazy week yeah. we've got more to talk about yeah um, let's talk about it my yeah man. so I, this wasn't specifically for this episode but um i knew that i was going to want to do something on this at some point i i purchased oh, yeah, a, yeah. i purchased a new book that i'm really excited about so i got a copy of this 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 book called english as she is spoke by Pedro Carolino, uh, mm-hmm. or Carolino probably. Uh, so this is this is a nineteenth-century a, a Portuguese to English uh, phrase book and and conversation glossary uh, yep. that was written to help native Portuguese speakers navigate basic conversations in English. Um, and so this was written in 1855, uh, as I said, by a guy named uh, Pedro Carolino, and what's interesting, this book has gone on to become super famous uh, and I thought you would particularly be interested in this um, because uh, modern scrutiny has basically revealed that it's, it's quite likely that uh, Mr. Carolino spoke not a single word of English. Um, the classic Portuguese yeah, trickster. <laughs> he wrote probably the most famous Portuguese to English phrasebook of all time. And it's famous because it was written by like someone completely ignorant of the English oh. language. So apparently the way that he wrote this book was <laughs> he, he spoke French. So he used a Portuguese to French phrasebook and then also bought a French to English translation book. And so he would translate everything from Portuguese to French, and then he would translate the French to English. Uh, So there's a lot of room for error there, obviously, and this also is like in 1855, so I can't imagine the stuff that he, now he's often credited co-credited with uh, Jose de Fonseca as his co-author because uh, Jose was the guy who wrote the French to, I'm sorry, Portuguese to French book yep. that he used. Um, but so the end result uh, is, I just, literally, I just got home like right before we recorded this and flipped through this and just highlighted a bunch of shit. Um, yep. But so Mark Twain, this was one of his favorite books of all time. He said something along the lines of like, "A more perfect book could never be written. It's the funniest thing I've ever read." And like <laughs> you, you couldn't intentionally replicate something this hilarious uh, yeah. if you tried, which is great because you know Mark Twain is is one of the, the greatest humorists of all time. Yeah. So he was obsessed with it, so I bought it, and I just thought that it would be fun for me to kind of flip through this this historical document, and we could yeah. talk about some of the awesome things that I found inside it. Um, yeah. So, so, can
1: you, can you uh, restate the name of the uh, this Portuguese king <laughs> yeah. who wrote the book? So
2: it's called. Oh, the the king is uh, Pedro yeah. Pedro Carolino, uh, okay. and the book is called English as She Is Spoke. Uh, <laughs> so, like, even the title, we're off to a rocky start. Um, so the way that this book is laid out already is like kind of insane. Um, right off the bat, it's it's broken down into like. Just words uh, in specific categories, and the categories yeah. are things like uh, the first one is of the man, right? And then it's just like it's <laughs> yes. just like listing like all the body parts of a man. But what's so funny is that this is like by no means comprehensive. So I, this this version I have is just the English translations. So yeah. section one of the man: the brain, the inferior lip, the brains, <laughs> the superior lip, the fat of the leg, the marrow, the ham. <laughs> and the reins. ah uh, yes, a man, right? And so you go through and it's just, this is, this is all this, so this first part of this book is just like sections like that. So uh, one of my favorite ones was uh, Degrees of Kindred. So like names <laughs> yes. for different types of relatives. So here we go. The Gossip, the Quarter Grandfather, <laughs> the Gossip Mistress, the Quarter Grandmother, the Nurse, a Guardian. A relation, and guardian, and relation, a widower, and a widow. And that's every possible family member that you can have. Just (laughs) click concisely. (laughs) Um, Let's see, what do we got here? There are a bunch that I thought were really funny. Oh, Oh, yeah. So there's a section here that's all different types of food, which is just called eatings. Uh, Some sugar plum. Hog fat. Some wigs. (laughs) some march panes, a chitterling sausages, an omelet, a dainty dishes, a sliced <laughs> steak, a mutton shoulder, and of course, no meal would be complete without vegetables boiled to a pap <laughs> To a pap. <laughs> now we've got uh, a list of all quadruped beasts. So this is, a, this, is a, this is a full compiling of all four-legged creatures known to man. Okay. Lamb roebuck, ass, dragon, she-ass, wild sow, ass colt, lioness, ram, and of course a dormouse. Uh, and then this is his, uh, he's got another one, a, a list of birds, uh, becafico Heathcock, calendar, hoop, store, peacock, young turkey, <laughs> pinch, and he red breast, turkey. a robin. Yeah, man, dude, this is—it's so fucking funny. Uh, I'm just gonna bounce around a little bit. Uh, oh, dude, <laughs> this one fucking cracks me up. This is his list of colors. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, this, is, this is this is this is Pedro <laughs> Carolino's list of colors: white, griddlin', <laughs> griddlin', <laughs> cray, musk, and red. <laughs> Those are all the colors. Yeah, and then his list of his list of metals and minerals.
1: Wait, wait. Does he correspond the actual color? Like, is there like a? Do you see like blue next to whatever he wrote?
2: Dude, no. (laughs) No. 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 Now, in the original, there would have been Portuguese translations for these, so I I guess maybe it would help to see like what he was trying to (laughs) equate them to. Blue Um, is griddling. Dude, his. His list of different weight measurements is also really funny. There's only four of them, uh, apparently, that he's aware of. There's counterpoise. There's an obol, There's a pound and a half. And there's a quarter ounce. And with those four measurements, I mean, you should be able to fucking accurately weigh just about anything. Um, What else do we have? Oh, Oh my God. God, There's so many fucking good ones. Um, All the different parts of a church. Again, there's only four. Any good church should have these four parts. You've Yo. got you've got the sides of the nef, <laughs> the little cell, the holy water pot, and then of course there's the boby of the church. <laughs> the boby, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, there, he's got a list of music instruments. There's only three. Okay. Uh, you can of course learn to play the flageolet. <laughs> uh, you can learn to play the dream. <laughs> True. And, and the hurdy-gurdy, like, uh, like Donovan. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. okay, so then there, it's broken down into different sections. So that's sort of like the... Oh, my God. That's dude, just a bunch the from, funniest like, thing the, I've ever heard. the words. What did you say?
1: That's, like, the funniest thing I've ever oh, heard. Oh, dude, this
2: rocks. So then he's got a compiling of uh, familiar phrases, like things that you just might need to say in an everyday conversation in English, right? So say yeah. you're a Portuguese man and you're traveling abroad for business. In, yeah. in a given day, you'll probably, of course, need to, to say the following. Uh, Have you say that (laughs) at what o'clock dine him? (laughs) Dress your hairs (laughs) This is you're gonna fucking love this one. (laughs) This is like right in the middle of a bunch of short-ass phrases These apricots (laughs) and these peaches make me and to come water in mouth (laughs) And then of course after that wax my shoes Um, What's another one? (laughs) Oh, yeah this room is filled of bugs. <laughs> he has spit in my coat. I not make what to coghand spit. <laughs> I am catched cold in the brain. Yep. Which I of have course, m-
1: which of course, with all these phrases, you would begin by saying a nice resplendent
2: epa. Yeah, epa. I have mind to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> epa, I have a mind to vomit. Take that boy yeah. and whip him too much. Uh, okay so then what's next oh then there's like an example of like what he calls it uh, familiar dialogues so like yeah. little conversations that you're likely to have um, the first one that he has here is, is for to wish the good morning <laughs> I'm going to play both parts just because you don't have access to this yeah how does your father do he is very well I am very delighted of it where is it I shall come back soon I was no came that to know how you are. <laughs> Fucking done deal. You've made great that... it. You're an English language speaker. Oh, this is another good one. It's got on the natural. weather. We shall have fine weather today. There is some foggy. <laughs> I fear of the thunderbolt. The sun rise on. The sun lie down. It is light moons. Yeah, man, I don't know. They just keep going on. Uh, what did I... There's... Oh, okay. There's, so there's this whole section here of, like, anecdotes. Yep. Uh, these are, like, little parables, like, things that have a oh, lesson. hell uh, nice. This one, I think this one speaks, will speak to a lot of our listeners, because, um, honestly, there's a lot of sort of inherent wisdom to this. One-eyed was laid against a man which had good eyes that he saw better than him. The party was accepted. <laughs> I had gain, oversaid the one-eyed, why I see you two eyes and you not look me who won. Right? Like, whom's among us? <laughs> okay, and then the last one that I think is really funny, he's got a list of um, popular, like, idioms and proverbs. But, of course, he, he wrote uh, idiotisms and proverbs. <laughs> Which is like another like unintentional comedy, so these are just like little sayings that you might say throughout your day
0: Yeah,
2: few few the bird make her nest (laughs) Nothing some money nothing of Swiss. Oh And this is a little nugget of wisdom for you in the country of blinds the one-eyed men are kings (laughs) (laughs) It went to beat the iron during it is hot I think that's like stri- some of these you can kind of make sense of, like strike while the iron's hot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of the hand to mouth, one lose often the soup. <laughs> oh, then there's no. a couple that like just don't make any sense, like to crunch the marmoset. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know where I would begin to like <laughs> to where would I use that? The and then there's just one more, uh, to make yeah. paps for the cats. I don't know what it means. So anyway, I just thought this was really interesting and I've been kind of obsessed with it, like reading about it recently, and so I finally bought a copy. And that's really it, there's not like a whole lot more to the story, it's just kind of an interesting tale of like, this guy who went on to create like, one of the most widely published Portuguese to English language reference books. But it it, almost immediately on publication, it was like, this is like the original version of, you know, The Room with Tommy Wiseau. Like, he had no intention of creating something hilarious. But immediately, like, the only level of fame he was able to achieve was through, like, the notoriety of having created something so completely fucking stupid that people just, like, couldn't help but get their hands on it. You know what I mean? I
1: I am on record as saying that I believe the Portuguese, of which I am a member, Mm -hmm. are an inherently funny people. And I feel like this book could only come from Portugal. Only a Portuguese man could write that fucking book.
2: Dude, and... I don't know, I just feel like there's so much in here that I could dive into. Like, I just gave you, like, a little smattering of yeah. some of the nuggets in here. And I, I really hope one day to be able to kind of effortlessly incorporate some of the things from this book into my everyday conversation. Because it, really, yeah. it really is great. Yeah. You know, like, I really can't get over the fact that there's only five colors listed in here. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, of the five colors, one of them is griddlin. <laughs> like, yeah. I That's, just don't like, know How did he even get to that You've got white, <laughs> gridolin, cray, musk, and red Okay, and if you need more than that I don't know what to tell you How much does yeah. he weigh? Well, he weighs about an old bowl <laughs> minus a quarter ounce Like, this yeah. no I don't know, I just think it's great Then I really only have one more, and again, this is something just kind of small that I've been looking for an excuse to kind of bring up and just chat about in an episode. Uh, yeah. And it's n- there's not enough written about it to create anything like a full show yeah. about it. Um, and that is the Air Force latrine disaster. Have you ever heard of okay. this? I have not. Okay, so part of why I'm so excited about it is because I think this would make a really great uh, Crusader Kings three like random event. Um, okay. So this takes place in 1184 in the Duchy of Thuringia, uh, which right. was one of the the duchies in the Holy Roman Empire. It was in the yep. um, in like the client kingdom, one of the northern client kingdoms. It used to be Austrasia. It's kind of hard for me to figure out where the fuck this was. But so basically, yeah, I mean, well, that's because uh, if you ever look at a map of the states of the Holy Roman Empire, it
1: looks like somebody just puked on the map. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> nuts.
2: So this is like this is like just south of Saxony. So like. Okay, just south of Denmark, kind of um, yeah yeah, like northern Germany area today, right maybe. Uh, yeah. so I mean, basically what was going on, there was a feud between the ruler of uh, Thuringia, which his title was landgrave, but he was he was sort of like a rank <laughs> above account, but kind of not quite a duke um, Landgrave sounds like one of those like Z list superheroes, yeah, uh, Louis the Pious the third of the the Ludovigians, who were the the rulers of Thuringia? Um, yeah. There was this ongoing feud between him and the Archbishop of Mainz, uh, yeah. who was Conrad, um, and and this had existed for, you know, I was going to say centuries, but decades. These two had been basically yeah. at each other's throats, and eventually, uh, King Henry the Sixth, uh, who was the the King of Germany. And then yep. later would become Germany, the client state of the Holy Roman yeah. Empire. And then he would go on to become Holy Roman Empire. But so at this point, he's just like the king, the client king uh, in the empire. And yeah. so he 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 decides that, like, you know, he needs these guys to not be at each other's throats because, you know, there's a war going on in Poland. He can't have his own rulers fighting each other at home. Oh, no shit. A war, a war in Poland yeah, featuring absolutely. Germans, huh? And so we decided to call a meeting in Erfurt to kind of like work things out. And so tons and tons of nobles from all over this region gather in this little church. Uh, yep. And so they're there and they're they're um, ostensibly there to kind of like help broker a peace between Thuringia and Mainz so that the king can, you know, mount a successful campaign abroad in Poland. Uh, yes. So on July 24th, uh, they all get together. So it's hot. Uh, and just as yep. the assembly is, is, is gathering, um, the, <laughs> the floor underneath them, because there's like yep. 60 guys in this one, more than that, there's like probably like 80, 80 people gathered in this little church in Erfurt, the floor yep. gives out. And like in any good modern building, uh, yep. th- directly under the floor was like a massive cavern leading down into a cesspit where all oh. of the waste of, like, you know, all the surrounding buildings gathered into this giant, like, 12-foot-deep morass of human shit. And so the, <laughs> oh, the floor God, gives damn. out, and this, like, packed room full of nobility all plunged down into the into the, the pit. And, like, in the ensuing panic, like, 60 people die, drowning in fucking oh, feces. Oh. Well, I mean, you can't come back from that.
1: Anyway, let no. once you go down
2: to the shit pit, just yeah, like. <laughs> if you've fallen into the shit pit, you're either bearing the shame forever or you're just gonna breathe deep and let it let it all go. Yeah, I just just hope somebody has a spear nearby that they can just yeah toss at you. So uh, King Henry survives, um, mm-hmm. which is great, but he unfortunately, well, fortunately for King Henry of Germany, yeah. uh, the problem solves itself because the archbishop falls in. Uh, Everybody basically falls in and and it just ends up being this huge fucking disaster. And you don't have to worry about all these people being at each other's throats anymore because they've all now drowned in shit. And I don't know. I feel like in there somewhere is like a drain the swamp kind of joke. But I don't even have the effort. I, I can't give it the effort to make it. Um, yep. But so, yeah, that's basically it. That's, like, all we know about this event. There's not more to it. There's not, like, a bigger story. And One so One time I kn- in the
1: HRE, a bunch of people drowned in shit.
2: Yeah, 60 people fell through the floor of a church and drowned in a cesspit full of human waste. And that's yep. it. I mean, to me, that's, like, the epitome of a left unread story. There's just yeah. no way that I could, like, stretch that out unless I wanted to do, like, a... Uh, uh, uh famous tales of the Holy Roman Empire episode but um, yeah no, I just really want I figured today like I would just bring it up and we could chat about it a little bit. I just think it's fun. Yeah, it rocked. yeah that's that's it. I didn't bring a whole lot else to the table. like I said I was I was in transit so uh, yeah we're just filling a little time here. I'm really excited to see what happens with Matt Gates though I really really, really 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 really, really. Really want to see really. what happens? <laughs> yeah, I know. I uh, and I hope it turns out that like all this conspiracy shit around him is true. That would fucking yeah, rule. that he was being extorted. Yeah, and he could have just avoided this by paying twenty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. But yep. also that he definitely is a child rapist because, like I said, while I don't like to, uh, you know, judge people based on their appearance, he's he's got the eyes of a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He does but, he's got a rapist size and I just I'll just say it. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a strange-looking fellow, man
1: <laughs> Very uncomfortable gait very uncomfortable posture You know they often
2: say that and that fucking chin dude like I'm sorry. What the fuck? Yeah, I know Nothing he looks different in every picture too. Yeah, he does every time you see him. He looks completely different Yeah, he's probably low on a chrome <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it's like I say all the time to you and have probably said on this show, he's one of these guys that, as much as, like, I love I love spending time talking about how not real, like, conspir- conspiracies like QAnon and stuff are, this is one of those people that, like, makes it really hard to make that argument because he's, like, yeah. definitely actually drinking baby's blood, you yeah. know? Like, there's no way. If I find out that, like, he... If anybody is, if anybody is... It's like a, this guy, yeah, or like Prince
1: Philip. <laughs> yeah, Prince Philip definitely looks like he's like late. It's been like six yeah. months since his last
2: hit. Prince Prince Philip has been kept alive through uh, through dark and and macabre means. Profane, yeah, profane yeah. magic. Yeah, his 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 life is a is a continued disgrace to the eyes of the godhood. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, I, I don't know unless you've got right. something else to add. I I certainly don't and. I feel yeah i uh, just want to say thank you for uh tuning in uh if
1: you like the podcast please tell your friends um you know did uh really help to get us out there some word of mouth oh yeah and um yeah i guess we'll uh see you next time thanks for tuning in again
2: yeah and and evan will actually i think correct you'll yep. be doing next week's episode too to kind of yeah cool yeah doubling up on the the evan hours hell yeah man we love a double evan hour Yep. That's what we used to call it in college when Evan would take his pants nope. off and nope. he would, and anyway. No. Nope. Um, that's not what, so what we called it. So what that he would do happen. is he would, he would that put a bunch happen. of rubber bands around his head until it all turned red and then he would anyway. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, seriously, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for letting us uh ramble our way through this one. Peace.